Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Hi and welcome to episode five of the Hair Life podcast. Now this episode is all about my father um, and the emotional roller coaster of basically being a carer, but also uh, finding out some pretty, pretty bad news. And I wanted to share this moment because it was pivotal uh, in my life with my father, um, but also the experiences that we had um, on our journey together. So um, I hope you enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed talking about it. So thank you for listening and I will talk to you very soon. Take care. Hi and welcome to episode five of the Hair Life podcast with me, Nathan Plumridge. So this episode has flipped from what it was going to be um, because when I started to look back and think about the timings and where the business was, uh, I hit a wall. And that wall was created by my dad. So, you know, what's that got to do with hair life? Well, actually, it's everything to do with hair life because uh, it's kind of pretty real shit. And that's what hair life is all about. It's it's going to be about real people, real stories, real products, real interviews. Everything is going to be really real, right? So um, I kind of feel that I wanted to sort of take you on this it's quite an emotional journey, but I'm going to, I'm just going to go with it. So I hope you're listening. Um, so me and my dad had a business, um, but we were also like best mates. Um, and I genuinely mean that, you know, we used to fight like cat and dog and we would disagree on most things, but we would always sort it out and then kind of have a cuddle and a handshake and, and that would be it. And kind of getting to work with my dad is possibly like my greatest achievement um and maybe one day my children will work with me and that will be another absolutely incredible sort of you know moment in my life but you know me and my dad um worked at the same salon for you know all these years but when we moved to the new premises dad basically worked at that salon for about it was about a year and a half um and that would have been ultimately a lot longer in fact he probably would have still ended up being there uh you know nine years later doing what he was doing but something got in the way and I'm just gonna share I'm gonna share this with you because I think this is this is good and it's good to talk about so for me dad was not only like you know as I said salon owner uh he was just an all-round sort of good guy um but he was also a carer for his wife, which was obviously my stepmom. Um, and she had um, MS, multiple sclerosis, um, and she had done for a, a very long time. She was mainly confined to her bed 
Um, and dad would do everything for her, pretty much. Um, so he'd come to work, but then he would also put on different hats. He'd put on his hairdressing hat and then he'd put on his carer hat. Um, and then he'd wear his dad hat as well. Now, as a carer, there there kind of comes a time when I think you forget about yourself because you're so focused on caring that you take last place in those relationships. And I I just see so many people do this. Um, I see it nearly every day in the salon um, with people in their families. You know, people look after people in their family, um, their loved ones, and they they get ruined by it. They get absolutely exhausted by it. It's so draining. And that's what my dad did. He forgot about himself. And over a period of time, um, dad started to notice little aches, little pains, lots of little niggles. Um, and they were becoming kind of more regular. Um, and then he had a particularly bad illness spell for a while um and then a kind of enough was enough he he was like right i need to go to the doctor i need to go and sort of go and chat about this and see what's kind of going on well crazily within three days he was seeing the oncologist at the local hospital and pretty much a week after it um after that meeting they called him in to give him news and it was very much like this you know you know I'm very sorry uh, Jeffrey you have terminal cancer boom and there's that moment and you know there's that Macmillan uh, advert where you see where they catch people and it honestly it really is I was I was I was sat in that room when that diagnosis kind of you know came to my dad and there's just that moment of where you can't quite believe it it's it's very surreal. And for those of you that experience that, uh, I'm with you. It's a horrific moment. Um, and just like that, like life changed forever. I mean, that was it. Changed. Done. Um, the oncologist was very clear and he was like, look, Jeffrey, we're going to give you kind of 18 months at best and said that they would do everything to, to keep it at bay whether that was cre- sort of chemo or drugs, etc. Um, my dad tried chemo. It just it just didn't agree with him. Uh, they tried a few other things, other drugs. But there's probably a lot of you that are out there that have had family, you know, members, that have, again, have been through this. Maybe even you're going through this right now where you, you look at it and you think, oh, I just can't be bothered. You know, and my dad said exactly that. He was like, enough is enough. Um, he just said, I just want to enjoy that time is left and I just don't want to feel shit. I want to be able to wake up and actually get on with my day. And everybody's different. I mean, that's the thing about sort of treatment. Everybody is different. And dad, uh, that was it. Enough was enough. Uh, and that's what we did, you know, for the next kind of 18 months, um, Dad stopped work straight away because he just couldn't deal with clients in the salon, continually asking him, you know, if he was okay. Um, The sort of the continuous chat that we do, which is one of the beautiful things that we love about our industry, um, is also one of the things that's also uh, very hard work. And dad was just, no, I'm done. 
can't deal with clients anymore. Uh, he just wanted to be out of the way. And I, I totally understood that. Um, but as a result of this situation, I basically reduced my hours to three days a week so I could spend, you know, more time with him. Um, we would go out for, you know, really lovely sort of short walks and then we'd have these great dinners and a few drinks out. It was it was very much about socially getting out and living um, because, again, I think there was the moment that as a carer, um, he'd realised that he'd also not done that enough. But it's such a weird thing, isn't it, that if somebody gives you, say, OK, same thing. So dad had 18 months. If somebody gives you six months, right, to live, why do most people go, right, I'm going to go and do all these things? Why? Why don't we just do it now, today? You're living today and that was just such a prime example, you know. I was I was witnessing it. You know, he was suddenly, I want to do these things that I've not done. It's crazy, absolutely crazy when I look at it. And, you know, for him, he just wanted to spend time with, you know, my kids. We created these, you know, lovely little habits. It, you know, number one, it was always like um, Sunday mornings, we would have like a proper family breakfast every Sunday Um and dad would get there super early because he was always up at ridiculous o'clock. And he would just want to be able to give the kids as much energy as he could. And, and the early mornings were the best time that he could do that. Um, we were also just so pleased that he got to see the birth of our daughter, Darcy. Um, you know, spending quality time with her, but also quality time with Archie was particularly special, if not exhausting. A very lively young man that he is. Um, I will kind of always look back at that time and I hold it so close to my heart because we honestly laughed like so much. We put so many things to rest that had just gone on over the years, things that had gone on at the salon, situations that had arisen, moments, all of those. And we discussed so many of them in depth. And when the time comes, is it is just also very surreal because you do go into some sort of crazy adrenaline fueled maniac when it is like your <clears throat> excuse me your family member your loved one um everything else at the outside just becomes a giant blur and all you do is just try and do the best that you can for them um for me dad was taken into hospital and he knew he just knew that he like he wasn't coming out um I believed and honestly, like I kept believing that he he would. Um, but I think that's kind of what you do when you're uh, in that situation, because, you know, that when the doctor took me aside and said, look, this this is now days away, you know, um, I'm not going to lie. My heart burst. It absolutely exploded. I came home that night. I drank nearly a bottle of scotch. I wept. And in my mind, it was just so wrong that this this man, my dad, was leaving us now uh, just when things were sort of so good. Um, but there's also a lot of things that I think happen as a result of this. And like the next day I, I asked my dad, I was like, hey, I was like, you know, what food can I kind of get you? I said, let me go and get a load of food. 
I was like, because it is, it is a beautiful day outside. Um, and I said, it would be great to get you out and, and just have a picnic. Uh, well, I literally shopped till I dropped. Um, I got all my dad's favorite food and drink. Um, and we just had this incredible, like three to four hours, um, sat outside the hospital on a bench and we talked and we talked and we talked and we talked some more. And my dad just shared so many moments, but also regrets with me that day. And it was it was one of the last. In fact, it was the last time that I got to speak to him. Um, but what I will say is there's always, always funny moments with my old man um, or always something. I mean, even during this terrible time. My dad was taken to, to hospice the next day after that picnic. And um, for some reason, I was late to come in for the, for the sort of early session. Um, and as I made my way in to the hospice care unit, one of the amazing nurses that was looking after him, um, she came up to me. And she said, oh, hi, Mr. Plumridge. She was like, oh, you've just missed, you know, just missed your dad. And I was like what do you mean? What? He's gone. He's, he's, he's left us. And she looked at me completely like almost in shock. And she'd suddenly realized what she said. Um, <laughs> I was at this point, like going to probably burst into tears. And she went, Oh no, no, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Oh my God. She said, I'm so sorry. She was, she was like, no, no, your dad was awake and he's just been talking about you and your family and the salon and just how proud he was. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Mr. Plumridge. Um, you know, for me, I kind of was like, oh my God, that's just a typical moment. That was one of those. And, you know, for me, like my dad, he passed the next day uh, and there was ultimately the biggest rainbow uh, and it felt like it went on all day and it was outside the hospice. And it's something that we've always sort of told the children and they still say it now. You know, whenever they see uh, a great big rainbow, it's always very much focused on, oh, there's granddad. You know, there he is. He's looking down on us. So I know this is something a bit different, but for me, it's like, honestly, do you know what? Please do me a favor. If you're listening to this and you're a carer um, or you know somebody that is a carer, can you please tell them or please can you like not forget not forget about yourself because you are so important and you know I always want you to know if anything happens to you kind of what happens to them and that that is a really massive part is if you get ill or something happens to you what happens to them so please remember that because, you know, this this thing that I'm doing now, this is all about creating this hair life community. It's about creating a, a community of people that will share together. OK, um, so for me, you know, hair life, it's been emotional. Uh, I'm really glad I got to talk about that. Um, for me, this is just a, a part of the journey and there's there's lots more that's going to come. Um, but this moment, this episode for me was huge because it was a moment that totally shifted my mindset um, and I think it's enabled me to grow into the person that I am now talking to you right now so take care thanks for listening 
Um, I'd love a review. Um, I'd love you to follow me on Instagram or on Facebook or email me at nathan.hairlife. Um, all your love. Uh, that would be incredible. So take care, be safe, and I'll catch up with you very soon.